0: This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.
1: Appreciate all the help. Appreciate the hard work. A Pretty ass mm-hmm. run right there all the whole weekend. Pretty gritty. Way to be. I think that's a good word.
2: You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo' sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com.
0: Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. Just uh, on a Monday after New Hampshire, uh, it was a real hot race. I've seen a lot of drivers wore out. I was hot. My face was hot. The rest of me was fine. Just my face. It's kind of weird. But even later at night trying to go to bed, my face felt like it was sunburnt. But uh, we had a good car. I didn't like the way it drove, but it was still fast. And we were able to finish good. Um, not sure if we... I don't think we had any engine problems, actually. We had a bad gauge. So oil pressure gauge was showing 120 pounds. That's not good. So... I just thought maybe we were getting pulled on the straightaways, and I was hoping maybe there was something wrong with the engine, but there's not, so I don't know what to think about all that. We've run pretty good though there over the uh, last several years, just haven't been able to win. It would be good to win that race in New Hampshire, a race in New Hampshire, but we'll have to wait till the next opportunity to go back. We got on the outside of the 41. We uh, race racing with the F- Kurt a lot during the day. And uh, I don't think he knew I was out there. We got on the outside of him in one and two. And um, coming off turn two, he just came up like his spotter didn't tell him I was there. And um, I tore his bumper up, and his bumper got stuck in my my bumper. It was causing us a lot of problems. So we ended up um, having to come down pit road and pull his bumper out of my bumper and patch a hole and fix this and fix that. I didn't know if we was going to be as competitive with all that trouble, but... We ended up driving back up through there. Had a pretty good car, so that um, helps out in a situation like that. Yeah, right at the end, I got to race pretty good with my buddy Matt Kenseth. Me and him have raced each other all our careers. It's always fun to sort of work together on the racetrack and race each other, and he wanted that top-five finish, and so did I. He was struggling pretty bad, and I was just having a hard time trying to get around him. We ended up finally getting around him, so that was pretty cool. I always enjoy racing him. Pretty uneventful, really, just real hot. So, all right, we're going to Indy. Got new rules, big spoilers, a lot of drag. There's not more downforce. From what I'm told, there's a piece that they put on the bottom of the rear bumper that actually makes this package have less downforce in the back than what we have ran all year. So I don't know how true that is, but that's what Jeff Gordon's been telling me. So can't really call this the high downforce package. It's just a high drag. We'll see how... The racing is, and looking forward to it. Should be an interesting weekend for everybody. So tune in, enjoy the download. Thank you, Dale Junior, for that. Uh, I'm Mike Davis. I'm
3: here with T.J. Majors and Amanda Wolfmeyer. Taylor is not here. I wonder if he's boycotting the podcast since Kyle Bush won again. Hey, he's,
4: that's a good part. Po- I never even thought about that. Yeah, because
3: you know he doesn't like this Kyle Bush winning thing going on. <laughs> and, and, and and yeah, uh, you know we had te- technical difficulties. I wonder if Taylor created those technical difficulties. <laughs> Specifically so he didn't have to talk about Kyle Busch winning again.
2: I don't know, because he gets pretty fired up about it. He, uh, he right. gets on a soapbox. I
4: almost feel like he would have liked to have been here, though, to reiterate his points in this.
3: Well, he does have quite an opinion on this, and uh, we're going to bring in Jim Utter from the Charlotte Observer, soon-to-be com. We're going to bring him on and talk about that here shortly on this podcast. But for, for now, it's me and TJ and Amanda and Dale Jr.'s hot face. Man, that's 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 an interesting perspective.
2: I thought the cooling device came into your helmet. Like I, I assumed that your head would be the coolest part of your body.
4: It does, yeah. They actually, there's more cooling than that. They've got it aimed on their backs. They've got all sorts of stuff now. They, really, they're... it's like luxury. Oh yeah, seriously. What is <laughs> this, yeah. First class now. The what? seats are have vents in the middle of the back and stuff. And they, they oh, that's why I don't um cater to the drivers. Too that's why much you don't feel there. sorry for them. No, I don't feel sorry. for Did you
3: for feel at sorry all. for Dale when you heard that he had a hot face? uh, negative. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that means he needs to trim that beard. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good point. Another top five though, for Dale at New Hampshire. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this race. It was sort of uneventful, but it should have been. I mean, you got water bottles, you've got Jimmy Johnson getting mad at TJ majors. (laughs) Uh, That's actually not what happened. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about that in a second. So it, I guess it wasn't as uneventful as it seemed, but Dale jr. Finished top five, uh, had some, um, unfortunate situation going on where he had to make an unscheduled pit stop to uh, repair some damage and uh, clawed his way back. So eighth top five at Loudon. I think, did I hear this right? He now has the most top fives of all drivers without a win. Yes. Sort of a dubious distinction. Yeah, it's a record. But TJ, I mean, what were your thoughts on the race? You hear what Dale Jr. had to say. I mean, he's even bringing up what he thought was motor issues. Uh, Never even heard that during the radio chatter. Uh, There were other issues. What what was your takeaway from the race?
4: you know i know we came home fifth and we you know we fought hard for that fifth at the end but i don't know i felt like um there for a while i feel uh, the part of me you know in the middle part there when we were racing up to third and fourth and stuff i thought you know if we could get some track position out front we had a shot at you know possibly getting a win there i feel like we uh had a lot of obstacles come our way in that race and pit crew was great i think um you know we just handled everything we that, that got thrown at us and you know i feel like the team fought hard and you know, fifth place is still a solid. I mean, I, I don't think any of us are happy with it, but we are, but we aren't. Well, um, it's good to be mad when you're fifth, but I feel like we definitely had a top five car, and
3: we got that out of it. You know what? Loudon is sort of a track that we've struggled. Has has been a struggle. Yeah. You think about it, starting in 2006 all the way up to 2010 or eleven. That was a problem track for Dale. Yeah. He sure was. And, and slowly but surely, we're getting it back together. He had a couple of top tens last year. This was his first top five there since, I think, 2012. So, yeah, I'll take a fifth all day long. Yeah. Clincher your, clinch your spot in the chase, which I felt like we'd clinched already, but I guess not. Uh, but now we're officially officially in fifth place at Loudoun. I think that's another step towards in, in, in the right direction. Hopefully they can build on that when they go back for the chase. But you talk about issues, TJ. Early on, Dale was talking about a shifter. I didn't know we even shifted it loud. And let's listen to this audio chatter early on in the race, and then, and then TJ and I will discuss it.
1: All right, I can't shift because it can't stay in the water, count How far, what's that at? Well, I, I don't shift to keep it under 260. If I start shifting it, three pretty hot. How far? Hey, guys, we're going to look at a half round in the right rear, and we're going to pull one uh, tab off, one tab off the grill.
5: Why are we shifting,
4: TJ? I just think it was something that, the, the teams are we have a gear roll and the way the gears are and stuff now with the the horsepower that's been taken out of the motors it's something that teams are starting to, to mess with a little bit at tracks like loudon and and phoenix too we've heard a little bit of it at phoenix um i don't think anybody's got it down yet to where we'll constantly do it but it's uh definitely in the ballpark now if you could get it right you might be able to you might be able to gain a little bit of advantage at some point in the run by shifting whether it's in the beginning of the run or late in the run i don't I think it'd be later, if anything, probably, but, um, you know, it's definitely, with the less horsepower and the gear roll now, I think it's it's close, close to being where it will be a benefit to do.
3: What are they, shifting off of two and four?
4: Middle of the corners on both ends.
3: Middle of the corners. Yeah,
4: it's just the right size of track where you can you can downshift and you get a better run out of the hole. You get a better run out of the corner because you get your pull more RPM and get more, more power, you know, so that's what people are going for, but I don't think anybody has, has
3: you know, got it down yet. Dale Jr. made a pit stop for two tires on lap 23. That was during the first caution, the first debris caution. This was the debris that did not involve water bottles. Uh, but then uh, he made a nice run. I mean, I'm talking from 14th to 5th over the span of about 50 laps. And uh, they made a green flag pit stop. But then Dale started getting a little chippy, uh, didn't didn't really like his car. Let's listen to this.
1: It's okay. I don't know. I feel like not I'm not finding anything I like about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like, every corner I'm trying something because I don't like what it did the last one. 10-4. I see you working at it there. We even don't go down the straightaway as good as a 41 for some reason. My car's just dead down the straightaway. Yeah, 10-4, I think if we can help that little bit of squirt when you get back to the throttle, I don't know if you're shearing a little bit too much there and we could help you with, you know, like I said, a little left rear wedge, just a little bit, get that little bit of squirt a little bit. That's all fine, but I know when I get in the gas before another guy, yeah, so far I hear you. I
3: hear you. What did you see, T J? Was he was
1: he? I, a I, saw, there?
4: I saw exactly what he was talking about. He was get rolling back into the throttle quicker, but it's just off the corner it seemed like it would just lay down a little bit and I noticed that earlier when we were trying to pass the twenty one car, it just didn't seem like it had that, that normal, you know, straightaway power that we that we used to our advantage a lot, you know, it just didn't seem like it had that. And uh I could see him roll back into the throttle before, guys. He can see it in the car, too, from my driving experience. You can tell when you beat a guy back to the throttle because you can, you're can. you going down the highway and you see you're running the same speed as another car and you just see that car, you know, right. pull away a little bit. Right. I mean, you, you know, even two mile an hour, you just see the difference. I mean, you're that close and they focus on stuff like that. They can see it.
3: This was also early enough in the race where uh, Jimmy and Dale were racing uh, pretty tight and Dale... Uh, sucked up to the bumper of Jimmy, and it looked like at first that he hit him. It got Jimmy loose. Dale was able to make the pass. Jimmy didn't care for it, said something on the radio to the tune of, you know, tell TJ Majors that uh, if he's going to race like that, then I'm going to remember it. Uh, I think I'm, I'm paraphrasing to pass, here. pass, yes, to pass <laughs> Yeah, like I'm, that. I'm, I'm paraphrasing <laughs> here. So I, I love that Jimmy – brought TJ into it, because I blame TJ for any problem, regardless of whether he has anything to do with it or not. So it's good to see that Jimmy does the same thing. TJ, Mm. did you think Dale actually got into the back of Jimmy? Because they showed on TV that he actually didn't.
4: Yeah, I actually thought he bumped him a little bit, but that's – I don't blame him for doing it. To me, that's not that I want to see him hit a teammate or something like that, but to us, that shows you the reason I was okay with it is because Jimmy was on – he stayed out. He was on old tires struggling. Like, he was struggling at that point, and we're on tires. We can't afford to sit there and race him like that. We need to go. If we don't – if we don't – we get held up a little bit, two or three cars get by us, that track position is huge. You're talking, you know, seconds and seconds on the – like, lots of time on the racetrack if you don't get around him quick – we didn't cost Jimmy anything extra. He lost one spot to us. We didn't knock him way up the track or anything. Uh, to me, that the aggressiveness that Dell Jr. showed—that like, look, man, uh, you know, I'm taking this. You know, this is, I'm going on. You know, that I like that. And I would be perfectly fine if somebody did that. You know, early on in the race or you know that point in the race, if somebody does that to you, I mean, we don't lose anything by. it. That's just a guy that says, look, man, I'm just flexing some muscle. You know, and I like it. But I'm just glad to know that. Uh, Six-time champion knows my name.
2: <laughs> I gotta tell you, I had concerns when that <laughs> moment happened on track when they played the in-car audio on TV. Did they play me? They didn't play you. They okay, played yeah. Jimmy. And when he said that, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what if TJ doesn't get that message relayed, and then we're in another situation later on in this race Jimmy, where Jimmy's on the other, you know, on the other him. end? of it. yeah, he's
4: not like that though. And plus, he had his hands full. I watched that run. He struggled that run. They had a lot of other things going on that you know they were trying to get right. But yeah. Um, I never did get the message, but Oh, Earl didn't tell you? No, I had no idea. I thought we passed Jimmy and now I Wait
3: a second, let me think about this. That that well, that sort of bothers me. Maybe Earl knew we didn't touch him. <laughs> I don't
4: know. Right, that's true. Or you
1: or, or just...
3: what if Jimmy and Dale are talking after the race and then I could see Dale not having a clue what Jimmy's even alluding to because he never got the message in the first place. I mean, Dale probably didn't even cross his mind that Jimmy was hot about it.
4: Maybe they told Jimmy that we never touched him under a caution or something too.
3: That could possibly be it because Chad Canals would have known yeah. uh, he he has that uh, that yeah. monitor on his pit box so he poss- possibly told him.
4: And Chad watches a lot of the in-car stuff, too. Yeah, I know because they were calling the green by Junior's hands at Daytona by Junior's in-car.
3: So as we move on in this race, Dale Jr. had climbed to the top five and was doing very well up there. Stayed up in the top five. Uh, everything was clicking. And then he had an incident with the 41 of Kurt Busch. TJ, what did you see there? We had worked on the
4: 41 car forever i mean we tried everything i watched him move all over the racetrack we didn't have any pressure in our mirror anything so he was able to try to utilize a lot of different grooves and stuff and we just couldn't find anything and finally he he got close enough and rolled down into one and two and and got a bumper on the outside of the 41 enough to have position off the corner on the outside to where you could run him down into turn three and kind of pinch him a little bit and then you're pretty much going to clear him because you're um that's what guys on the outside do there you drive in and make the guy run lower you know he has to lift a little early and you just roll around the outside of him but we got out there and you know i don't i don't know if kurt spotter just wasn't looking or kurt you know didn't know we were there or just didn't care um one of the one of those but he just kind of came up like like we weren't there and like we hit off a turn two and his let his right rear bumper went into our left front headlight and I guess a piece, I couldn't see it real well because it on, it's on the inside of the track compared to where I'm at, but I'm sure TV showed, was it a fairly big piece? I mean
2: I actually was confused at that moment in time too because TV was focusing on the front. I know we were with in the top five, but they were focusing yeah. right there with the lead. So I didn't even know what the damage was, and then I heard the back and forth on the radio about, do we come in, do we not, which is actually where you guys decided to stay out and... This yeah. is where this piece of in car comes into play.
1: Yeah, we
4: ran a little bit after it happened, and the caution came out. We actually stayed out, so I was actually surprised that we were going to come back down pit road and fix that and give up our track position. That we had, we would already made our bed with that at that point in time to be in that cycle, you know. And I thought
3: we were going to stay with it. Well, I tell you what, let's listen to that audio chatter real quick. Uh, this is about this is Greg and Dale discussing the damage.
1: I'm sure there's a piece somewhere didn't knock the damn down fourth off the left front. Yeah, 10 far. You know, there's no hole in it or anything. it's just knocked the top in a little bit. We're going to be fourth once everything cycles out. We've got one more stop to go. We're probably going to stay out here. If we can get somebody to look at that, TJ. Yeah, it's just left front right by the headlight.
2: And like I said, TV was not even showing uh, what was going on between the 41 yeah. and the 88. And I didn't even know who he had hit at that time. So I had no clue... What the damage was
4: you know uh, from my perspective it didn't look bad enough for me to i wasn't worried about it but you know it just it everything was spread out and there wasn't really a whole lot going on so and it kind of happened real quick we weren't like we had just followed we had worked him i'm you, it was a long time we worked on him and we finally i mean it was it was really kind of boring for a while but we finally got out there but yeah i don't i mean greg greg obviously saw something that he didn't like about it and he decided that we needed to fix it so
3: well they you know. D- d- the car just wasn't handling then at that point. And there was just as much issues going on with the 41 as there was the 88. Uh, under the fifth caution, lap 199, uh, the guys decided to pit. Here's what happened.
1: the fading, I fading fast. we got to come down, fix that nose. It's got a little bit – it's got still some of his bumper in it.
5: Oh,
1: I got you. I know he's missing part of it. Man, that would have been nice to work on that last caution. Either way, we're going to line up the same spot. So we'll come down, we'll pull that – Put four tires on it, fill out feel point guys were gonna pull that piece out, we're gonna have bare bond ready for that left front. So they
3: had to pit, they restart twenty-six, which sucks because you know you've been running in the top five for most of the race. There was a hundred laps to go. You felt like you know they got enough time to march up through there, but who knows if they're going to be able to win this race at this point uh, because you have so so many cars to pass. Well, Dale passed him. He went from 26 to 12th. The caution came out again for oil on the racetrack, and I thought this was hilarious because there were multiple drivers complaining about oil. I'm talking a lot of drivers, except one. Here he is. How far they're talking about
1: oil everywhere? Well, I mean, ain't, but I imagine they might be talking about it. All right, right here we got. 50 laps on our tires i think the only shot to win here is to try to get four tires and uh splash a fuel we'll put that wedge back into leffert okay did you see old tj
4: uh no you couldn't see it but i had heard a lot of guys calling it in on nascar you know the the radio but at that point in time you know though it's so hard to believe half of them because everyone was still making up pretty good ground, there wasn't anybody sliding all the way to the wall wrecking. So a lot of guys call in oil and stuff because they want cautions.
3: Well, yeah, but usually if it's one or two drivers.
4: But you got to think it's the end of the race, and your guys running eighth, the tenth, or whatever. You know, what's his shot going to be? You know, the top six or eight are going to stay out. So if you're running eighth to fifteenth, man, there's oil everywhere
3: because yeah. you're going to come down and put four tires on and hopefully get up to the top six. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people. Talking about it, so, and, and as a matter of fact, a couple people actually made pits, and Kyle bush was one of them, was he not? uh yeah. I thought I thought there were a couple Kyle people that made pits because they 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 thought they, they had thought oil. yeah they thought they had tire problems yeah. or something going on, and it ended up not being the case. It was the old well
2: that was his late race move that actually helped win the race. Yeah. And I can't remember who he shot through at that point he, um, um, during that restart, but he that, that was passed. a significant call for on his. The Team. two
4: and twenty, the two and the four is who he passed. He split him on the front stretch, and then yeah. the caution came out, and that cycled him to the lead. Yeah. So,
3: well, Dale Jr. restarted eighth uh, on lap two fifty seven, uh, about you know fifty or less laps uh, to go, and uh, climbed back in the top five. Was in uh, fifth on lap two ninety one with ten to go. Uh, that's where he stayed. The caution came out uh, for a wreck on the final lap, and that called it into the race. Dale Jr. called it a gritty ass finish, a, pretty much a gritty ass weekend. Uh, for the 88 team, and uh, TJ, you take it and you're going to Indy, right? Yeah,
4: I agree with describing it as that, too. I mean, we fought hard. We changed a lot of stuff in practice, and like you said, we've struggled there, and we've slowly clawed our way back into into a contending car there, and we uh, kind of look forward to going back there in the fall now. Hopefully we can find just a little bit more speed and, and uh, you know, lead some laps and
3: be in real contention for the win.
2: Get rid of that record he holds for the most uh... – Top five finishes without a win.
3: (laughs) Eight top five finishes, but that was his 10th top five on the season. So you got 19 races, and 10 of them Dale Jr. has finished in the top five. That's pretty impressive. Um, He's now officially uh, in the chase, and uh, we'll go to work there. Now, there was a couple things on this race that I thought were interesting. One was the water bottle issues, and I want to bring in Jim Utter from the Charlotte Observer to talk about that, but also Kyle Busch. Uh, He's just won his third race in the last four weeks, what exactly is going on with that 18 because they are on a rail right now
4: two out of those three wins are he's caught really lucky breaks sonoma he actually got two lucky breaks with the cautions he was running behind us at sonoma a guy goes off the track and he hits pit road the caution comes out cycles him up to the front you know kyle bush is good enough where if you give him the lead with an okay car he's gonna he's
2: gonna be hard to pass
4: and this way you know this last race he what was he like a Third place car probably most of the day.
2: I'd say he was at least top five. Oh yeah, he was a, he was a
4: car third to fifth place car sure. probably. But then he get he pits late. He basically short pitted everybody, right? And caught a caution at the right time to get cycled to the lead. And you know, and Kyle's no slouch. You give him the lead, it's gonna be hard to pass him. So, but that happened twice at Sonoma because he was running behind us. We passed him and we drive we drove away from him. He gets that caution, right? Gets up front. That's what can happen. So you just got to, you know, I'd rather be lucky than good most of the time, and
3: he's got some luck. I mean, he's going to make you pay. Yep. Let's speed dial. Speed dial. My boy Jim Utter from the Charlotte Observer, soon to be Motorsport.com. Utter, when do you head over to Motorsport.com?
5: Uh, Wednesday. I have a big whole day of unemployment.
3: So we're actually talking to you in your final hours with the Charlotte Observer. Is that right?
5: (laughs) That is correct. My final hours are ticking off as we speak.
3: Congratulations on the new gig. We wanted to bring you on here to discuss uh, some of these things that happened in the race. For Dale Jr., he finishes in the top five, and it was mildly uneventful, but... If you can call it uneventful when he, you know, runs into Kurt Busch and has to pull his bumper out of the fender, and then, uh, you know, gets into it a little bit with Jimmy Johnson, but he's just a f- top five for Dale. On the other hand, you got Kyle, who can't seem to not win these days. What are we watching out of this eighteen?
5: That's not a bad problem to have, by the way.
3: I wish we had it. Yeah. <laughs> is it uh, fluky? I mean, because you know, like at Sonoma, he, ca- he caught cautions at the right time. You know, the- he is getting a little bit of luck. Which is fine. You take that, right? But, like, or is he really, is he peaking already?
5: Man, I don't even know how you describe it because he's only run, like, eight races, right? This has only been race number eight of his season, and he's won three. And I don't care how you win him, push, pull, or drag the car into the victory lane. Three to eight is pretty good uh, winner percentage. And if you were doing that in the last ten races of the season, I would say you'd have a pretty good shot of winning a championship. And I think the stunning thing to me about it is that some of the places where he's won uh, or really done well already are not the places you would have expected or not where I would have expected to say, hey, I thought Kyle could win some of these races, and here's the list of where I think they were going to be, and Sonoma was not on that list.
3: Okay, so what is his situation now going into Indy? Where is he in the point standings? What does he still have to do to get in the chase?
5: He's 58 points. Outside of 30th place, he's got seven races to make up that 50-point gap. But if he continues running the way he's been running the last four races, he'll make up the gap in about three weeks.
3: Yeah. Well, everyone seems to. Have, I wish Taylor was here because Taylor has a strong mm. opinion about yeah. this. He does not think that uh, that that Kyle should be eligible for the chase. He understands it was an unfortunate situation. Uh, that happened to him at Daytona, but rules are rules and and that's just the way it is like you don't miss you know a third of the season and then still become a chase contender, but everyone has an opinion about this i don't know that there's a real point in debating it now, but we never really need a point to debate anything anyway so what is <laughs> what's your opinion? Is it fair that he's even eligible to make it if he gets in the top thirty
5: well here's here here's my here was my deal when they first announced the new chase format they said there were going to be waivers available for missing races based on one of the things that they mentioned were injuries to drivers. Also mentioned from the start was that you had to be in the top 30 of driver points in order to utilize your wins to make the chase. So in my opinion, NASCAR hasn't really done anything here that it didn't say was possible from the get-go. Where I would have had a problem, were if they had waived the top 30 rule. I I don't think that's fair to the people who show up every week.
3: And they would have only done that if Dale Jr. was the one that had been. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, (laughs) you had to go there, didn't you? I'm kidding. But that's interesting, though, Utter, because you're saying that they did say that this was a possibility. So, in other words, they're not being inconsistent with this.
5: No, where they've been inconsistent, though, is that they granted waivers to some people for things other than injuries So now you give the impression that if anybody needs a waiver for any reason, they're going to get one. And that's the box they put themselves in by doing like, you know, granting one to Kurt, even though he was suspended for something that had nothing to do with, you know, racing. Uh, The one for Tony Stewart last year after the accident in a race that didn't have anything to do in particular with NASCAR. Uh, But the actual waiver giving to Kyle was the waiver that we all thought was the main reason people should got should have got one to begin with, which was for suffering an injury in a, in a NASCAR race.
3: Right. There you go. That's interesting. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about water bottles. TJ, I want you to chime in here uh, from the roof and what you saw. I mean, this isn't the first time that we've seen water bottles tossed out of the car. In fact, if you listen to Brad Kozlowski and Jimmy Johnson after yesterday's race, they say it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well,
5: Mike, did, weren't you part of a water bottle incident with Jimmy Spencer back in the day?
3: Oh, now that's interesting. Let me think about this. <laughs> I, I was at, well. Here's the thing. I got to think about it because I was yeah, involved in a, a lot of way. different situations. Yeah, the with Jimmy pit stop Spencer. one. When, when he threw to? it. At, well, he threw one at me. Is that what you mean?
4: <laughs> yeah, you and the water bottle incident with Dale on Jr. Remember the water bottle you were supposed to get ready for him and you messed it all up with the, with the stomach with stuff? Yeah, yeah. That, that was with Dale Jr. Yeah,
3: that was with Dell Jr. But this was uh, – did, did Jimmy throw – Jimmy threw something at me. Jimmy threw something at you, but he also
5: got caught on television throwing something out of the car once. But I, I thought it was a water bottle, but it may have been something else.
3: As far, well, it, was, it it, it might
5: have been roll bar padding
3: or maybe like a spit cup. I mean, it could have been well, anything. Could have been a spit cup. Could have been it anything. Turkey leg. <laughs> turkey leg. Stop it, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> what is this a big deal? Like was it like it caused a couple cautions, right? I mean, yeah. shouldn't that be a problem? Um yeah,
4: I you know, I think, I don't know why the drivers have to throw a water bottle out. They all have, to the left of their driver's seat, there's a um, like a real nice padded cover thing that covers the door bars and the padding and all the stuff behind it, and they have pouches in them. That's where the drivers keep their sunglasses and stuff like that, or if they right. pull a tear off, they stuff it in there. They would absolutely fit a water bottle, too. I understand throwing it out under caution, because we can, the safety checks can come around and pick them up off the apron under caution or something, but... First of all, I don't think we need to be throwing the yellows for water bottles.
6: Well, what
3: if it's in the track?
4: I mean, most of them roll down out of the groove. I know,
3: but, but but Loudon's not a high-banked high bank track. I mean, it's feasible that it could be in the groove,
4: right? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, they're not throwing them out in the corners, though. I mean, they got two hands on the wheel in the corners. They're throwing them out down the straightaways, and they're rolling all the way to the bottom or sitting on the line. See, I think we throw too many cautions for a piece of debris against the wall. I mean, if you get against the wall at Loudon, you're... Already probably wrecking. they're probably gonna throw the caution anyway <laughs> you if they go see up there you. on yeah you're up, they're gonna throw the caution, they throw the caution when they see a guy spin ha- spin out, not even spin out, get sideways, and get way up there. Sometimes they throw the caution, you know a mile and a half tracks when there's a you know we're carrying a lot of speed and 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 it's something sitting on the line or something where they could get to, but I think there's just too much of it for water bottles to be out
5: there can we agree on one thing though if someone is throwing out a water bottle while the race is under green? It's probably not because they just finished it up and need a refill, right?
3: Yeah. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. I listened to Kozlowski's logic, and he said that, you know, those empty water bottles, they just kind of bang around in a car, and it's not really conducive. And, all but I, and, and I, I had two immediate thoughts. One, we engineer things to... That, 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 may, that trick out these cars, that can do it. we got the most brilliant guys in, in all the world working on race cars, and we can't figure out a way to make a water bottle stay still. And
5: two – Yeah, but don't some people – now,
3: I, 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 Pete Pistone from MRN raised
5: a point earlier today that, that caught my eye, which was, don't some people have, like, hydration systems where they don't even yeah. use water bottles?
3: And Dale Jr. is one of them. Yeah, oh, Jenny. is he? Okay. Yep. Yeah.
5: Like I understand the point where, look, if the water bottle's being thrown out of the car, it's being thrown out because somebody's doing it for a reason. Yeah. But I also understand TJ's point, which it's water bottles, not that big a deal.
3: Well, okay. Well, then there, here's my other point. Then uh, that I my my other reaction to what Kozlowski said. If I can't do it on a, on a highway, if it's illegal for me to do it on a highway, I don't really yeah. want them doing it on a racetrack. And I know it you know, doesn't really constitute as littering out there for them. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. If I see something on the interstate and I'm driving and I have enough time and the situation allows me to swerve and miss it, I'm going to do it. And I know that I mean, this is my gut reaction. You know, I see something up there, I don't want to run over it. And that could honestly cause a wreck. So yeah. regardless of what the, you know, yeah, we always get it out of the groove, I just I don't see how that that's the best solution, just throwing water bottles out.
5: I agree that we ought not to be throwing water bottles out, and I think it's kind of silly to do it. I'm not sure it needs to be like we need to have NASCAR policing and wasting their time policing water bottles. I would look at it as something with all the dozens of cameras they have now, why couldn't they, after the fact, say we, we reviewed the videotapes of the following three people throw out water bottles and assess some penalty after the race is over right i, mean, like I, a, I don't i man. can't imagine you couldn't find i mean they got how many 45 cameras pointed down on the front stretch now i mean surely the the, the water bottle culprit can be identified
3: well, we were talking about this uh, before we started recording today up in the office, and Tony Mayhoff said it's not a water bottle issue, it's a consistency issue. Like if NASCAR doesn't throw the caution for all the other times the water bottles yeah. are tossed, why did they do it on Sunday? Oh,
5: well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah,
3: And my, uh, you know, I, and, and my answer to that was, and, well, and they're you know, probably the other an side explanation. Of that
5: argument is, is after, this, after Sunday, every single time you see a water bottle, somebody's going to be demanding
3: a caution. Including you.
5: Well, probably, yeah, for consistency purposes.
3: Hey, Utter, before we let you go, uh, one last question. Is the 88, you know, Dale Jr. officially clinched his spot in the chase uh, after this top five on Sunday. Is he a legitimate contender for the chase?
5: Oh, absolutely. Anybody who's won races already, I would consider a a legitimate contender. He's already got uh, some extra bonus points to start with, and uh, they've been, um, I would say, as of late, probably been the cream of the hendrick crop as of right now now that could change but i mean you know seriously if you look at the last month or so i mean
4: we've definitely been
5: running pretty good they've they've you know jimmy's had some problems jeff the 24's got some Even Casey's kind of disappeared from he seemed to be like he was running up front almost every week and now he's kind of like just
3: is kevin up there is kevin still the one to beat is he still is he is he still uh, you
5: know, I had some questions about that and then they let then they finally 'cause they hadn't let a lap uh in the last three races before Sunday. Wow. now they had good yeah. finishes. They were like fourth, eighth, sixth, you know. But they hadn't let a lap, which was very unusual for them compared
4: to yeah. the first There's part nobody the on fire right now. I mean, minus the eighteen who's gotten a little bit of luck on his way, he's probably the the hottest car right now on the track as far as running good-wise, but nobody's really standing out. Like, the four, the four last year was more dominant at this point, and Truex has kind of cooled off a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's I a, really
5: think it's kind of evened out yeah. a little bit. I mean, Kyle stands out particularly because of the wins, also because he's done it in such a short period of time. Um, but Kevin, I think they led 59 laps and were out front for a good bit Sunday, so they looked like they regained a little bit of what they had been missing uh, the last few weeks. But I would I would agree with TJ. Right now, it just doesn't seem to be like there's not one big dominant person, uh, it, although most of the attention right now seems to be on Kyle.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, Jim Utter, we appreciate you being on here, Matty. Uh Jim Utter from the Charlotte Observer, just for another day. And then he's <laughs> yeah. uh, unemployed Then he's unemployed for a day. Is that right, That's Utter? Right. And then you start your new job at motorsport.com. Uh, hopefully for longer than a day. <laughs> yeah. It'll basically
5: be the old job just doing it for somebody somebody different. That's so. a,
3: how long had you been at the Observer? Oh
5: man, you had to ask that question. I started when I was a senior in college at UNC Charlotte. Twenty four this is my twenty fourth wow year.
3: Wow. Uh, you're old. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> I'm like,
5: yeah, I'm even a little older than Dale Junior.
3: Change of pace for you coming there, man. I tell you what. uh. Well, good luck to you at your yeah. new gig. Uh, and, I
5: appreciate I appreciate being on, guys.
3: See, you, See you, man. All right, it's time for Reaction Theater, and our friends at Spy have given us some swag to give away to our favorite caller, TJ. Remember, we did this last week. And as a matter of fact, Amanda, back me up on this. I called you a little while ago because there was a new bag of sunglasses sitting on my desk, and I was like, Amanda, what is this all about? And she didn't even know, but no Spy point. has actually sent not just the earbuds and not just the...
2: The wireless speaker. The
3: wireless speakers, but now we've actually got some sunglasses to add into that pot of uh, giveaways. TJ, you're looking at me like you want some of these, right? I mean, a bag of goodies. Uh, <laughs> why wouldn't I? Well, you need to call Reaction Theater. You know
2: Theater. what? TJ was not with us last week, so right. he has no idea that we Spy sent us earbuds, and they sent us these wireless speakers to give away to right. our favorite caller of the week. That's so, awesome, a spy. Yeah. yeah. So we so we got to pay nice. attention,
3: and uh, I, I don't know what the qualifications here are for the winner. I think it's just whoever we feel like deserves it. I I'm mean, start calling. If it, if even oh. if we feel like it, it's somebody that needs a little pepped up, or if it's somebody that was overly exuberant, or if it's somebody that was just funny, or if somebody gave us just a really good performance, somebody that stands out. Somebody that stands out, we will award something uh, from the spy goodie bag, and now that includes uh, spy sunglasses. Now, don't forget. You can still go online to spyoptic.com and get yourself a pair of Dell Jr. Signature 88 shades. This includes the Dirty Moe, McCoy, Quanta, General, and Farah for the ladies. I guess you could, if you're a guy, you could still wear the Farrah. It's just
2: not preferred. Right, Amanda? I don't know. I have a pair of Farrahs. I don't think it'd look very good on a well, male.
3: But could it look good on TJ? I think you should put it on. dj has got kit. a big head. I do got a,
4: well, I do have a big head. <laughs> so
3: lie. once you are ready to check out, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88 and get 20% off that purchase. All right, Reaction Theater.
6: Hey, do I hate Kyle Busch. If there
0: was anyone more annoying, I, I don't know if I could think of anyone else besides him. Maybe Jimmy Johnson. He's uh whining a little bit at the beginning of the race, but whatever. Good win. Good, uh, good fight out there, Dave Jr. Just keep running hard like that. We'll go back there and chase. You get the W there. We keep moving on. We're going to win that championship this year, baby. Just keep taking notes. Greg, you keep learning. Getting it under your belt. And then uh, come chase time. Races like that, we're going to be ready to roll. Get that speed. Get the center of the turns figured out. Actually get a little more grip. Go get them, boys. Hell yeah.
3: Hell yeah, he's got it figured out. I like his plan. (laughs) He knows what to do. We just need to do what he said. Right? Yeah. Should we have
2: Greg call him? we get his phone number? Yeah. I'll catch him up with Greg.
3: Well, just sit this guy on the pit box with Greg, and then we'll have him figure <laughs> yeah. it out.
2: We will win the championship. <laughs> need,
3: need a little more grip, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next caller.
6: I wonder if NASCAR decided to change the rules package for more downforce to help the Toyota teams. Seems like after they have done this that the Toyota teams are running much, much better. I also think that they did this to get Kyle Busch into the chase no matter what and Toyota pushed him into back into his car too soon. He is not ready, and he has to do more surgery at the end of the year. But I think it's all to do with getting Kyle Busch, which Toyota knows is the only team capable of getting in the chase.
4: Uh, I mean, I don't... Wait, wait. Uh, did she just say... He's, Kyle Busch is the only Toyota team capable of no. getting in the chase? Yeah, that's not true. No, that's not true at well, all.
2: Well, I would first like to point out that there was no different downforce pack. You know, n- th- these new packages that they've been testing out was not run at New Hampshire. Right. First of right. all.
3: Right. So so that didn't apply. Yes. All right.
2: Second of all, I am personally offended because she thinks that Kyle Bush is the only Toyota team. When my yeah. husband works for, you know, on Carl Edwards team, I'd like to think that he's got a shot. So, you know, I'm so a little upset if, about that. If they all go
4: by fuel mileage, he does. <laughs> so, so you took this personal. I did. I did. <laughs>
2: But uh, I also don't think that Toyota pushed him into the car too soon either. No, that,
4: he, he's, Kyle is doing fine.
3: Kyle would have raced that thing with a broken leg yeah, if, they would would have a, have. if they had yeah, I agree. Him.
4: There's nothing about Kyle's whatever you want to call it. He can drive right now. He's perfectly capable of driving a race car, obviously.
3: Yeah.
6: So I'm not a Dale Jr. fan, but I do have a reaction to all of this. I think that Dale Jr. should have won this race, and I also think that he should win the Sprint Cup this year i'm a jeff gordon fan but jeff gordon is not doing so well as you can tell and i'm not tr- i'm not moving over to dale jr that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is somebody is rigged stuff and they are messing things up and i think it's wrong they are messing with team hendrix too bad i'm not talking about case Kane and jimmy johnson because they run for their self hashtag water bottles get them off the track
3: <laughs> get him off the track. Uh, How about a non-Dell Junior fan calling reaction theater? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think that if we could get other drivers or other fans of other drivers calling in a reaction theater, just make it a yeah. more, more diverse, open discussion.
2: It'd be a good year to be a Jeff Gordon fan, though. No. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Jeff, he he could win
3: Pocono
4: and catch fire and win the chase.
2: Well, he could win Indy this coming weekend, honestly.
4: Yeah.
6: Junior, could you do me a favor? Could you send Gus over to Brad's house, I'm going and drop of <laughs> a deuce f- in the yard? Because <laughs> I'd rather see... Brad winning Kyle Bush. Come on, man. He lives right next door. Give him a little pat on the butt tell him to go over there and do a good job. If it ain't you winning, rather see Brad at least for that <laughs> Kyle Bush character.
3: <laughs> what do you think about that, TJ?
4: I don't know what Dale Jr.'s dog dropping a deuce in Brad's front yard. But really, it's the least <laughs> Dale could do, right? Oh, yeah. I don't. Nation. <laughs> Gus is a big dog. I wouldn't want him doing that in my yard.
1: Jimmy Johnson can kind of suck because we uh, <laughs> think Jimmy ran into him there. He needs <laughs> to just calm his nerves a little bit, take a take a deep breath, and realize that he was absolutely a dumpster fire today and didn't have a chance. Back off, Jimmy Johnson. Anyway, uh, all in all, good race. Hate to see the Kyle one again. That sucks. Anyway, we're on to the next one. Dale, <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean, that's funny. Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, they, listen, Jimmy was upset. With you, TJ.
2: Yeah, he would not even upset at Dale.
3: Yeah. I would have be been mad yeah. at you, too. This is a highlight
4: of my day, knowing that Six Time called me out. <laughs> yeah, but not in a good... Th- I don't <laughs> care. All I don't right. care. All right. I can't get it the good way. I'll take it the bad way. All right.
6: <laughs> As I sit on my back porch, sipping an ice-cold Dale's Pale Ale, while wearing my spy, dirty Mo sunglasses, I realize that three of the last four races have been rough, especially with Joe Gibbs Racing and that arrogant POS in the 18 car kicking our ass, making things rough for us here at Junior Nation. But it is only July, and this season is far from over. We've got some great tracks coming up, and with how Dale performed today by coming back from starting 19th, working his way into the top five, only to damage the left front fender and lose more track position, and then make all of that up and still get a top five finish. The most top fives of anyone who has never won a race in New Hampshire. So what if JGR has been handing it to us for the past number of races? In both Cups and Xfinity. They can and have been beat before. And we need to show that these teams can and will be beat. And in Junior Motorsports, while top fives and top tens are nice. We know that Chase and Regan are not satisfied at all. Chase, you're the reigning Xfinity Series champion. So start racing like it. You're second in points and not far back from the leader. I know you can do it. In this season, they all the guys have shown just how much they can overcome adversity and grab those top fives and top 10. And I know for a fact, we're all tired of seeing Kyle Busch win every week, but be happy in the fact that Greg and the pit crew gave us fast stops every week. Be happy that we have fast race cars every week and be happy that we have the best spotter in the business, TJ Majors, to guide our boy every week. This season's not over, and I know more wins are coming. Kyle, he can't win every week. Hashtag one case of beer. Hashtag it ain't over. Can I get a tail? Yeah, Mike and Taylor? <laughs>
3: tail, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's, yep. That reminded me of Belushi in Animal House. Uh, Dude, yeah, you know, when he's ah. trying to fire him up. Now, he had me. I, I, I was getting pumped up, and I was getting motivated, and I was ready to go, you know, tear into something until he brought a PJ. I knew you were going <laughs> to. You
4: know, I was, I was on the verge of thought it was average until that. that oh, that's, my, that's my winner.
3: <laughs> okay, so we got to vote. We got to vote on who's getting the new spice. First of all, we need to decide what we're going to send. What do you think? What did we send last week, Amanda?
2: Uh, submarine Mike got the wireless speaker.
3: Okay, so submarine got submarine might get the wireless speaker. Who are we going with uh, this week, and then we'll decide what we're going to send them. Well, do you have any
4: female sunglasses?
2: Yes, we do.
3: I almost vote for the woman. Which one?
2: The call or uh, the uh, Jeff Gordon? Yeah, the fan? one
4: that says because maybe that'll swing her, and we'll get her on our side. I like where your head's at. Yeah,
3: PR man. All right, Amanda.
2: Uh, I'm now that TJ has uh, pleaded his case, I kind of feel like I'm on uh, TJ's side.
3: Okay. <laughs> I like where your head's at. Uh, I tend to agree. I think that we need to uh, spread some of the love to uh, outside of Junior Nation. Maybe, maybe uh, switch uh, the lady over.
2: Get yep. another fan on Junior Nation. I yeah. think
4: so. Don't get me wrong, though. The last two were great. I Doing mean, the, the Jimmy one and the obviously the one that that the that's a good motivational speech.
3: I will tell you that. You should keep that one. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. put it in the pocket. But that didn't win uh, sunglasses. No, I got to give it to the female. So uh, <laughs> Amanda will send, will contact um, the Jeff Gordon fan and send her uh, Paris Ferris uh, Spice Sunglasses. Uh, Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call one 740 1902 Did you guys notice? I wish Taylor was here because did you notice that I didn't instigate anything this week? Like, he, he accused me of being an instigator and I felt like, you know what, I need to just let everybody have their own opinion, I guess. I don't <laughs> want to sway anybody. You had a week with your kids, man. You're a little soft this week. Is that what it is? Because I, I, like, I would almost, I would, I would be willing to argue that it would make me even more senile.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm crazy. <laughs> a little girls change you, man. Make you soft Not you're when you're right? <laughs> Not when you're by yourself for a week.
2: Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide.
3: All right, we're joined by Adam Jordan, our interior specialist on the number 88 nationwide team. Adam, how are you today, buddy? I am doing awesome. Are, you, awesome. are you off today, or are you working?
7: No, we uh, finally get a nice off day. We
3: Good did. for you. Much needed, much deserved, too. You guys had a test last week. Uh, how did that go?
0: Uh,
7: I think it went really well. I think we learned a lot. I mean, when you give the people that weren't really smart on the team three days to work on a car, you know, from 8 to 5, they... They can figure
3: a lot of things out, but um, I, think was, I think it was really good. Well, the reason we wanted to have you on here today, we'd been talking about uh, with Jim Utter and TJ Majors, uh, this whole incident with the water bottles being tossed out the, the window of driver TBD or or the mystery driver, whoever it was, and uh, we sort of got into discussion about that. Now, Dale Junior doesn't even use water bottles, and so <laughs> I wanted to call you and and get you on this segment and sort of explain. The setup that you guys use to uh, keep Dale hydrated.
7: Yep, it's um our system's really really simple. Basically, we have a box that sits under a seat that's like just fits right underneath of him. I put an ice pack in it, and it's just like a bag that I fill with 80 ounces of fluid. And basically, I run a Campbell Black um, straw, as you will, all the way up past the seat, around his shoulders, and it drapes over his shoulders. And then anytime he wants a drink, he just picks it up and drinks out of it. It works just like a straw. There's no, you know, mechanism or motors to it or nothing. He just drinks fluid out of this bag that's been underneath of it.
3: Okay, so it doesn't run, like, through his fire suit or anything like that. It just just rests over his shoulder. Is that right?
7: Yep, yep. So all I do is basically just Velcro a little thing to his seat belt, and I have a little Velcro piece to the hose. And basically once he gets completely buckled in at the beginning of the race, I just lay that Velcro on it so it keeps it kind of in place, and it just drapes around his body. Um, and if you can see when you see an in-car, you'll see it flopping around, you know, you know, especially because he's going left, he'll always fly to the right. And it just rides there the whole time, and anytime he wants a drink, he just picks it up and puts it underneath of his helmet, and it's really simple.
3: Yeah, I mean, you talk about its simplicity, but it almost sounds like it's so convenient. I wonder why not all the teams are doing this. I mean, we can't be the only ones out there doing this, right?
7: Most of the Hendrick people do the same same thing we do. Some people think they don't do it because it weighs more, but I mean that's uh, apples oranges, you know. Like it, you, you know, you'll have a lot of opinions about it, um, and that's why some people do just drink bottles just because of weight.
3: Gotcha. Okay, so it's really just driver preference, and like like everything else, I yeah. mean, which is what you guys are always trying yeah. to do. So yeah. now
7: we do have a drink bottle holder in the car, like so. If something happens to that system, like it gets air in it or it comes pink, something like that where it doesn't work, like I have the option to give him a drink bottle during a pit stop.
3: Oh, okay. A holder,
7: he can put it in, but we never use it.
3: Well, that's interesting then because, you know, with the drink, this is one of the topics that we were talking about is that Brad Kozlowski, and I'm not going to let you, I, I'm not going to make you speak to what Brad Kozlowski's points were or anything like that, but Brad had mentioned after the race that, uh, you know, empty water bottles will sit there and kind of just go all over the car, and that's not very... That's not safe either, and so what they'll do is they'll just chunk it out the window, and it's no big deal. And I, my first thought to that was, well, look, we've got some of the smartest people in the world working here, you know, and all these engineers. Why can we not devise something to just keep the water bottle still? It sounds like we've already got a cup holder that, you know, for that. I, I just that's why I didn't necessarily buy his logic on that. But uh, obviously, I'm not a driver, and he is, so he would know more about that than I would. But uh, that's interesting that we have a have a, uh, yeah. a, a holder.
7: And I'm not buying his logic at all either because if we put a drink bottle in there and it moves around, um, doesn't stay still, it's not uh, accessible by the driver, us interior guys, that's the first thing we're going to hear about. So just for our sake, we're going to make sure, one, it's nice, he can reach it, and it works because if not, it comes back on us. We're the ones that's going to get in trouble, no one else.
3: Yeah, Velcro is a wondrous thing. You know, I mean, it, just, it, it yeah, could right. be just as simple as that, right? I mean, am I, or am I just not yeah. smart enough to understand this? I guess, you know, that that's thats kind of where I was. But I, I knew that Dale, Dale's hydration system doesn't really use a water bottle in the first place. So that's, uh, that's interesting. That's why I wanted to bring you on here. W- one more thing before we want to let you go, buddy, and that is uh, you tweeted uh, after the race that uh, the team had been, you know, the last few weeks had been very hard for the team, but you guys have soldiered through it uh how hard has it been and uh what have you guys been doing to persevere through it
7: sticking together um staying positive like i've been i feel like i've been in racing a while now um and the last four weeks has been just scheduling wise not you know racetrack wise is has been one of the hardest i've ever been through if you go back to sonoma you know sonoma messes up your body um just from the time change you get back you have daytona it lasts till 3 a.m right you know, we got back at 6 a.m., had to go right to work, worked Monday and Tuesday, went right to Kentucky, spent the entire entire time in Kentucky, got back, had one day off the regroup, went to Chicago, I was there for three days, came back on Wednesday night, and left again on Thursday for Loudon. So that's, you know, four weeks that's pretty tough on your body.
3: Yep, pretty intense. And you guys, you, uh, and and then you got Indy coming up this weekend. What are you guys thinking for Indy?
7: It's going to be really interesting. Um, One with a new downforce package, or the uh, that whole deal. One, we get to have data on the car for practices, which is something that we've never done. I think it's it's going to be a really interesting weekend. And what's even crazy is it's Indy, and it's a big deal. It's a huge race. I think we're going to have really good speed there because. I think we're using a lot of things that we use at Speedway races that might help us out. Um, And if we get the car to turn, I think we're going to be really successful.
3: Adam, thank you so much for joining us last minute. Enjoy the rest of your day off. Good luck at Indy. Uh, I'm hoping that you're kissing bricks uh, at the end of that race, buddy. Dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I hope so too. Have a good one. Really cool to have a team member on Dale Jr.'s 88 Nationwide team on Takes a Nation. Always look forward to that. So thank you again to Adam. And folks, listen. Uh, This video series that Nationwide has been putting out every week is just fabulous. Last week they were talking about greatest moments in Dale Jr.'s career. Uh, J.R. Rhodes was talking about the IROC race between him and his dad, which is one of my favorite moments. The Martinsville uh, victory last year, Amy Ryman was talking about that. So check out this video series. You can follow uh, uh, Nationwide88 on Twitter and on Facebook. They tweet out these uh, links to the videos every week. And remember, Nationwide is on your side.
1: White flag
4: right there. White flag. All right. Super busy week for Dale Jr. Yesterday, he did some production work for the Dale Jr. Foundation. If you notice his Twitter feed, Carolina Panther Greg Olson was part of that. That's right. He's a good dude. Yeah. Exciting stuff going on with the foundation. If you want more info, go to dalejrfoundation.org Now that he is locked into the chase, do you know what that means? Uh, no. What does that mean? It means that Dale can now participate in advertisements for the chase. Nice, TJ. Nice. He'll do that tomorrow, <laughs> and you'll see those commercials roll in a few months. All right. We'll be keeping an eye out for that. Mm. Thursday morning, he's doing production work for Diet Mountain Dew. And later that night, he's heading to Indianapolis, where he will be looking for his first Brickyard 400 victory. That's right. That's right. he's mm-hmm. his best
3: finished there is
2: fourth.
4: Kiss the Bricks. 2012, fourth. TJ, are you
2: going to be down there to kiss the bricks in time?
4: I'm all yeah. I, I will lick the bricks if we win. I'll be okay with that <laughs> if that's what it takes. I mean yes. So
2: TJ's gonna lick the bricks. I'll lick instead of them. Kiss it. I'll send
4: you a picture too if, if we, we win. Yes, I will picture. You tweet will do it. a picture of licking bricks. Sure.
3: God, that's gross. Those bricks. Th- what do you mean that's gross? That's gross. What do you mean? I mean it's, it's a brick I'm on a racetrack. Not, I'm not being confusing. That's gross. I mean it's it's clean. It's not clean. <laughs> no, it's, the, <laughs> not, it's clean. not clean. Not clean. Anyway. on a racetrack are not clean after a 500 or 400-mile race. Well, they're not
4: dirty. They're beautiful. <laughs> All right. And they deserve love. Okay. <laughs> well, it's about time you gave him some. His best finish in that race is fourth. <laughs> Achieved in 2012, the Brickyard 400 is 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on NBC Sports Network. Don't forget the Xfinity Series race is the day before on Saturday. You'll have Regan Smith, Chase Elliott, and Kevin Harvick running for Team Junior. That race is on NBC.
3: How? About, what is that about?
2: Is there some big sporting event going on? The, the
3: Xfinity race Sunday? is on NBC, and the Cup race is on NBC Sports Network?
2: Is Tour de France ending on Sunday? Yes. I bet that they're putting the, the finale of that on NBC, so that, that pushes NASCAR to NBC Sports. I, that would be Brick, the only thing I could think. Brickyard 400. Why did it deal. start so
4: late, first of all?
2: <laughs> that was another question
4: I, mean, I had. I mean, like,
3: think about it, though. Like, they, they – moved the daytona race a whole day so if they can do that like
4: my problem is that is what if you wake up and the race is delayed a couple hours for rain you're flirting with darkness already ending the race there's no lights there
3: so that's my problem with it well that means that if we win we don't have to see tj looking bricks well that uh, might be a good thing
4: (laughs) no we'll just have to use a can a
3: flash all right (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah they have those things right well, that's it. Hopefully, TJ is looking bricks. I hope after so. This week, uh, we need to get us a win there. That'd be really nice uh, to do that. So, uh, anyways, uh, again, sorry that Taylor wasn't here. He tried. He honestly did. We were trying to get him in. He's uh, at the ACC football meetings uh, for serious uh, XM, and uh, we tried to connect with him. We just had some technical difficulties. Uh, but uh, appreciate you, Amanda, as always. TJ, thank you for being here. No problem. And uh, this is the Dell Junior Download presented by Spy. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.
2: We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to another episode of the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Now go to spyoptic.com and find your favorite pair of Signature 88 Collection sunglasses. And when you do that and you go to checkout, remember to enter code NATIONWIDE88. That's NATIONWIDE88 and you'll get 20% off your purchase.